With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World for Master Builders Victoria, supporting businesses in residential, commercial and civil construction. And for Athena Home Loans, pay down your home loan faster with Athena. It's Hawthorne Membership Day, as we mentioned a couple of times. Today on SEN, get a free upgrade on Hawthorne Membership Today. Join now at hawks.team slash SEN. And Hawthorne CEO Justin Reeves has been good enough to join me. Welcome to you, Justin. Great to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me, Dwayne. I wasn't all doom and gloom after being there live for your practice match against Geelong, and it was nice to see a pretty good performance against Collingwood. Yeah, I think it was exciting to see you know so many uh, so many uh, young kids and and uh, the future of what our club you know is going to look like, um, and just a small sort of glimpse of, of what the future actually will look like because uh, that was very inexperienced, but they they, they um, did really well, really well, and. So what is the future? You've kind of got a whole new generation now. You've got a new president. You've got a new coach in his second year. It is, you're heading to a new venue soon. So I don't know where you want to start. New president, Andy Gowers, what will he bring to the table? Well, Andy's, you know, he's been with us now for, I think, just over 100 days, uh, he said. Um, so it's only, you know, it's, it's a recent appointment. But he's been around the club a lot. Um, he's very, very positive about where we're heading. He's uh, um, very supportive. Of the, of the you know the, the the current plans for both on and off the field, um, and he's been yeah he's been a pleasure to work with, uh, and you know I think he has a bit of freshness, but you know we're, we're a much different looking club uh, as we walk into uh, the start of this season than we were last year. So um, yeah, it's, it's you know it's a lot to look forward to both on and off the field. So he's confident in the future. You're confident in the future. How are you going to measure 2023? Well, what parameters do you measure it by? Well, I think 2023, we've you know, been very clear. We've obviously got a very, very young list. Um, we've been very, very clear on where we're going, and we've been clear to say that you know, we don't want to build a team that's you know, going to pop up for a year and, and you know, maybe make finals. We're actually building a team that we think that needs to play together uh, and keep building to it. We actually win a premiership, and we plan to win that premiership sooner than later. So what we'll measure it on this year is, is actually sticking to the plan. You know, We're not going to be jumping in shadows and, you know, with such a young team comes the risk of, of some games that, you know, you don't want to lose that you, that you may lose. Also comes with the risk of winning some of those games that you don't expect to win. Uh, but I think what our measurement will be is we've got a really clear plan. Let's stick to it. Let's not uh, get sidetracked. Let's not try and take shortcuts um, and, and move ahead because we know that that's where we need to head in the next few years. So do you have to win more than your eight games, or are you saying you can go forward without winning the eight games you won last year? I mean, you know, you want to win every game you go into. And eight games last year, you know, was, was, a, was a great result. I think we probably, probably could have won a couple more. We're in winning positions um, again. So this year, if we win eight games, great. If we win six, but we think we're moving forward, that's, that's still a really good result for us. If we win 10, it's even better. Um, we, you know, we do want to win. Uh, but the plan is the most important thing at the moment. And the long-term plan is the game style under Sam Mitchell. So 
Uh, in essence, it's your ball movement that's going to be the thing that we should judge them on, the ability to stop defensive scores, because I, I know that he wants to play this play on, take on aggressive kicks kind of game style, but you also need to give him the list to do it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we need to uh, we need to build the list. Um, I don't think we've started that. We're probably into the third year of that list build now. Um, but we, we also, and we, and we'll need to continue to add to that in the next couple of years. But I think really what Sam's been clear about is embedding down a game plan that he feels passionate about that will win uh, finals and premiership football. But to be able to do that, these, these players need to be able to, you know, to play with the other players in that game plan for longer. And uh, so it's not, we're not going to see you know, instant turnaround there. Um, good game plans take a while to bed down. This one's well on track, but it's going to take a little bit longer. So did Clarkos want to get senior players in to keep you guys in the premiership window cost you a little in terms of rebuilding for the future? Well, I think there's always the right time to, to pivot. And I think, you know, it, probably after the three-peat and then you know, 16 was, um, again, you know, successful year playing final, deep in the finals, that you get to 17, 18, and, and you think, OK, what if we could just, you know, we, if we add one or two players, we could probably pinch another one here, probably can prolong this. And I think Geelong have shown that you can do this if you get it right. I think the skill in this is knowing actually when you need to... Uh, to, to recheck and go back. And what we did over the last couple of years to say was we, we actually believe we've got some wonderful players uh, in this club, some wonderful human beings, but for us to win the premiership in the next few years, we actually need to drastically uh, change the list and we need to go back and we need to build from the draft. Then when we're in a position again to be able to add at the top end to win premierships, we'll be able to have you know the cap space and the ability to do that in the future. And that's sort of the model when you're thinking sort of three, four, five years ahead. Dingley, how far away is that? Where are you at with Dingley? That's another new thing that Hawthorne is going to have as part of its club moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that's a super exciting project. It's, you know, works are underway as we speak. Um, so it's good. And I'm going out there again next week. I was out there a couple of weeks ago. And you can actually see now where the buildings are and uh, where the ovals are and uh, the car parking, the roads. Um we, we the, the current program has us there about the middle of next year, 2024, so probably around that sort of August, September 2024 as we'll be moving in. So hopefully it's before our AFLW season. Um, we'll be able to get on site there. Uh, but I think that'll be, uh, yeah, next year is going to be, you know, the incredible facilities that Hawthorne uh, will be based at. Will you hope to play games there? St Kilda's had games at Moorabbin, Arden Street's hosting games, Icon Park's hosting games, will you play AFLW games and maybe a pre-season game there? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've invested heavily and, and been assisted by, you know, all levels of government now um, that, you know, the, the facilities there are, are, are first rate. And, uh, you know, we've got a ground there which is an, an MCG-sized ground. We've also got a marble-sized ground which will be for, you know, particularly built for AFLW uh, practice game, AFLW games, but also uh, AFL men's, you know, uh, pre-season games, but also community football, uh, of which has you know state-of-the-art lights, state-of-the-art media facilities, you know, two, you know, four sets of change rooms, umpires' rooms, social facilities. So it'll be a, you know it'll be a first-rate venue uh, for all for all football, which will be which will be enormous for us. Are you guys joining this fight to get your home game reserved seats in the Ponsford Stand that Collingwood reserved seat holders currently have? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been very, very clear. Um, we've communicated. You know, I've spoken to to uh, Craig Kelly or Collingwood about it. I mean, our position is that we play home games at the MCG, and uh, you know, like everyone else. And when we play Collingwood, it's unfair that our members have to move out of their seats for that one day uh, to give it back to Collingwood members on their away game. We just don't think that's 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 uh, you know a fair fair uh, result for anyone. Um, and it needs to be addressed. It needs to be looked at. And you know, I think it's been. You know, a year ago, that, that it was said that this deal will be up at the end of this year, and we need to start thinking about it. And you know, at the moment, you know, we're having really good talks with the MCC, uh, and we expect things to change. So the MCC is the deciding factor here. Collingwood's want uh, won't be taken into account. It will just be what the MCC decides. Well, the MCC do a deal for home games with all the clubs. So we do a deal with the MCC. Collingwood will do a deal with the MCC. Uh, Richmond and, and etc. So, you know, we, we've made very clear with MCC of what our expectation is. I know the MCC have had discussions with Collingwood, not privy to those. Collingwood, you know, and I'd not do the same if I was Collingwood. I'd want to be holding on to uh, this great deal that they've had for, for a long period of time. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not fair, it's not just, and it's not right. And we expect uh, that that will change. The other long-term future issue for you, Justin, is... You've had this great relationship with Tasmania. It's a big sponsor of yours. You play games in Launceston. You just took Collingwood down there for a pre-season game. Do you see, we all presume Tasmania is going to get a team. You see yourself playing a game or what, two as a home game in Launceston still, even if Tasmania gets its own team? Well, I think it's sort of all on the table at the moment. So, I mean, we're in, firstly we're incredibly supportive of, uh, of Tasmania being awarded their own team, and, uh, and we, you know, we'll do whatever we can to support Tasmania in that and, and play a role. The other part of that is, you know, we've been there for 20, 23 years now, so we've got, you know, there's a generation of people who've grown up of, of being Hawthorne supporters down there. We've got, you know, close to ten thousand members uh, down in Tasmania, and there's been many, many more over the years that have. You know, been supporters and been members that that you know are very very connected to the club. So whatever it looks like in the future, and let's assume Tasmania get their own team as they should, we probably well, we would certainly like to, and we expect to have a presence there of some sort uh, that will help our Tasmanian footy. I mean, obviously we've always had a strong focus in on the north, the new stadium, as amazing as it looks. You know, when that gets up, that'll get up in the south. Um, so we need to make sure that the people in the north um, are connected and engaged, and you know, we, we expect to play a, a major role down there moving forward. Which means what a home game against Tasmania, your home game, but in Launceston? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that's the way it looks. Maybe it's uh, you know an away games. We're not really sure because it's you know there's so much to play out, and you know even at this stage we don't know if it's 19 teams and that sort of thing. So, I mean, we've got to be flexible. Uh, we but we'd certainly like to play games there. Whole new captain as well, James Sicily. So, how has he been to you? Did, did you have any say in that decision? Oh, I mean, again, yeah, the football department uh, make the recommendation uh, through to me and then you know, turn on to the board. Uh, I, I, I just think James Sicily is a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, young man. Uh, and he's one of those people that I think when you're on the outside of the club, you, you have this perception of, of James and the white line fever over probably the early part of his career and the like. But when you when you meet him within the four walls of this footy club, he's just a, a superhuman being, um, very interested uh, and invested in, in everyone else around the club um, and just, you know, respected and admired by his teammates, but also the whole club. So, yeah, I think as a, as a young leader, 
uh, with a young team, he certainly leads by example. And he certainly uh, takes a real interest in everyone. So I couldn't be happy with that appointment. Talking to Justin Rees, Hawthorne CEO, and you can be part of the new breed of Hawk in 2023 and become a member today at hawks.team slash SEN. Uh, Justin, any indication as to when and who it might be replacing Gil? I actually have no idea, I must admit. I feel like it's one of those questions that people ask all the time because we're in the industry, but um, no, I certainly don't uh, have any insight into that at all. You, what, what's your view? Have you got a, a, any insight there, Dwayne? Well, I don't know. Is Andrew Westercott in the running, the CEO of the Grand Prix Corporation? The Grand Prix gets out of the way and he puts his hat in that ring and gets that gig. I mean, the, there's so many different names that have been thrown up inside the AFL, the obvious ones. I'm just looking outside as to who some non-obvious outsiders could be. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a big job, as, uh, as I'm sure you know and um, Whoever uh, comes in to that role to replace Gil, Gil's done a wonderful job. We'll need to be a, uh, a seasoned performer. So I think I would imagine the process has taken some time because the commission would be looking you know, internally but also externally for, uh, for some pretty amazing talent. Are you still seeing Gather Round as the round that will get an announcement or could we see Gil in the job for the entire home and away season? Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate to sort of sound like a cop out, but I really don't know. We haven't. Uh, we've got a CEO's uh, president's meeting next week. Yeah, uh, sorry, later this week. Um, and I, sh- I would assume we'd get an update then. But at this this point in time, uh, yeah, we haven't got any updates. So, um, gather round. What's it round five? I think is it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's only sort of about six weeks away now, so it's uh, it's closing in. And whilst on the CEO's meeting, what what's the biggest issue facing the game? Do you go into that meeting with? Something or one or two things that are top of your agenda to raise. What's top of your list? Oh, I mean, I think that you know, still, uh, we'd like to get some some clarity on what's happening in the Tasmania. I think that there'll be a lot of interest in that. Um, you know, there's uh, we, we need to know, uh, you know, sort of what the the, the the leadership of the AFL is going to look like. It's a pretty key one. I expect that update there, um, and also just you know, with speaking for, for our through our own lens. You know, we've got some, some things that, are, that, you know, with our own facility and the likes, and, you know, we'd like to look at what the facilities are going to look like moving forward. Um, there's a lot of sort of big-end things that aren't really to do with, the, the, you know, the two hours of footy that played each Saturday that, um, that we have interest in for the long term that probably need to be decided and, and sort of given some focus. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, just that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a long game, football, so we often focus in on the, the week-to-week. Um, and the, you know, the next game is ahead of us. But when you're when you, you know you're running football clubs, um, facilities, you know, uh, right across, um, you know, the, the uh, like, you know, Tasmania is the stadium. This is a big, a big deal for football. You know, for us being so involved with Tassie, we'd like to know if it's, you know, is it likely to be 2027? Is it more likely to be 2028 or 29? Some some of those specifics around there, which is the longer term thinking for us, because we're building our own facility here. Um, at Dingley, and, you know, we'd like to be able to uh, get some, probably some, some surety on what our future looks like because we're going to, you know, with those decisions, do we bring back all four games back to Melbourne? Do we bring back three and play one home game in Tassie? Um, so, we, yeah, it's, there's some, some thinking for us that's probably not going to be decided in the next, you know, in the next, uh, but that won't come to fruition for a few years, but they're really important priorities for us right now. And before I let you go, the, the racism allegations and investigation, where's that at? What's the timeline looking like? 
Yeah, well, I think the uh, the timeline we don't really have an update for at the moment. The AFL independent panel uh, are doing uh, their work, and I think they've been pretty clear to say that they'll take the, you know the time that's required to do it properly. Um, you know, for us, it's it's it's, it's very difficult because you know they're all a lot of those people involved are full-time people, and uh, you know both sides of, of, of different allegations, and we need to make sure that you know everyone's given the rights that they deserve through this. Um, and it is an independent panel, and we can't be giving a running commentary on that because we can't really. We're not involved in the process uh, at the moment, and we can't really see exactly what's happening. So we, we need to wait, um, and we need to make sure that those people that have been charged with the independent work are uh, given an opportunity to do it well uh, for everyone concerned. Justin, great to have you on. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on board with SEN as part of your membership day. To get the numbers up there, uh, what's the number going to be at the come the end of membership time? What's the number you're after when it comes to members? Well, last year we had about eight, eighty-two thousand members, which was good. You know, I'd like to think we'd, we'd, uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, ahead for us, and there's a lot of people that are you know happy uh, with where we're heading. We'd love to you know go well past that. I, you know, I see at the moment Collingwood have a hundred thousand members, and Richmond have a hundred thousand members, and I think West Coast have got a hundred thousand members. Um, we, you know, that's where we're, you know, we're heading. I'd, I'd love to get there this year. I hope we do. I'll, I'll be pushing for it and trying everything we can um, from our end. But we certainly want to see a bit like on the field. We want to see growth. Um, we want to make sure the people, the membership's often a reflection of how your members perceive, you know, the club. And we think that there's a lot to celebrate. Looking forward to it. A lot to, uh, a lot, you know, some real exciting times ahead. And so I think members getting on board. Um, is going to help us, but also you know, give everyone that opportunity to see it uh, moving forward. So we, we can't wait. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see, I'd love to see 100,000. Well, let's see how we go. Jump on board, hawks.team slash SEN. You can become a member today. Great to have you, Justin. Really appreciate your time. Anytime, Brian. Thanks for that. Justin Reeves, Hawthorne CEO.